When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking mainly to the women in our audience. But gentlemen, Y'all need to pay attention too, because you have wives, daughters, sisters, mothers who should be paying attention to this information also. And so please join me in welcoming Linda Lingo to our program today. Welcome. How are you doing today? Good morning, Deb. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Linda is also a C-Suite Network member, and we love talking to our fellow C-Suite Networkers. So let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. So Linda Lingo is an authority on women building wealth. Her successful 35-year career in corporate America and her 10 years as a financial advisor has given her practical experience, radical knowledge, and a deep understanding of the best ways to manage money for the modern-day woman. Women work with Linda to discover how to become a master at their finances, build their wealth, and make an even bigger impact on the world. Linda's mission is to empower women with smart strategies for a successful, stress-free approach to money. Through inspiration and education, Linda guides women into clarity and confidence in their finances so they can live the life they deserve. Linda was born and raised in South Dakota and obtained her BA from Augustana University. She moved to California where she continued her career as a CPA for 30 plus years and obtained her MBA in finance. And now she has her own business. So Linda, so good to have you here. I'm I'm looking forward to this chat. One of the things that I always like to ask my guests is, how did you get to where you are today? And how did you discover that this is your passion in life? Well, as you can see by all this natural gray hair, and yes, I spike it up with a little color. I know, it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so I've been around a while, as as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and um, so I would say I'm not going to go through all of my career, but when I was a financial advisor, I actually became a financial advisor at age 50, mm-hmm. and it happened because I had such a horrible experience with oh. my financial advisor, mm-hmm. and um, I walked out of that meeting after he had told me, uh, don't worry, sweetie, if you do what I tell you to do, you'll be just fine. Oh, that's always um, special. Yeah, a little condescending there. And I thought, you know what? I don't want another woman to have this experience. Mm -hmm. So I actually 
Googled what it takes to be mm-hmm. a financial advisor, mm-hmm. went to the exams and became one and um, and did so for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. But what I found out was women want more education mm-hmm. before they make a financial decision. Or mm-hmm. commitment. And back then, you didn't get financial advisors, for the most part, did not get paid to educate their right. clients. Mm-hmm. They got paid to invest their mm-hmm. money. So I pivoted and uh, went from being a financial advisor, investing the money to being mm-hmm. a financial coach ah. and definitely enjoy the education, the mm-hmm. in- inspiring uh, women clients so that mm-hmm. they are confident having those conversations with their financial advisors mm-hmm. or even going on and doing their own investing, mm-hmm. whatever works for them. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got to where I'm at today Mm -hmm. as far as being a financial coach. That and the fact that um, having gone through um, a pretty nasty divorce after 40 years of marriage, yikes! um, realize how important it is Mm -hmm. to have your financial plan together. Mm -hmm. So really impassionate about helping Mm -hmm. women when they're going through those life transitions Mm -hmm whether it's a divorce or being a widow mm-hmm. or changing careers or mm-hmm. even nester, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I finally have time to think about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, helping them really uh, focus mm-hmm. on um, their finances mm-hmm. and, um, and planning for the future, mm-hmm. planning for the future they desire, not right. just in the future, mm-hmm. but um, how they want to live the rest of their mm-hmm. lives. Right. I love it. You know, and we, excuse me, chatted before the program and talked about the fact that especially women of a certain generation, our generation, right? We still really default in many ways to having our husband take care of the finances. And, you know, and that probably comes from, you know, our, our moms, right? Who they did that. And it wasn't that... You know, certainly not that we're not knowledgeable or, you know, anything like that. That's just kind of the way we did it. And I love the fact that, you know, younger women are obviously taking a much more active role in in planning for their financial future. But, you know, what is it with our generation that that is causing concern? Well, that's a really good question, Deb. So Social Security just did a study and about 60% of women over age 65 are single, widowed, or divorced. Oh, say that again. Over 60% Mm -hmm. of women Mm -hmm. over age 65 Mm -hmm. are single, divorced, or widowed. Wow. Which means we need to have our money story Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. and really understand our finances because we are going to have to rely on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that means, you know, if we were in that generation where, you know, the, the man of the house, so to speak, took care of the finances, then it's really important for us to step up to the plate, so to speak, and really Mm -hmm. understand, even if it's just, you know, getting involved in the family. Where do we have our money invested? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just getting more um, involved in, in the finances, mm-hmm. asking the questions and not being, I think that's important, not being afraid or intimidated mm-hmm. by the conversation, mm-hmm. but also being willing to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. I actually recommend to my clients that they spend five to 10 minutes a day educating themselves huh. on 
finances or money. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. You can listen to podcasts like yours, or there's many of them out there. You can pick up, um, uh, you can read, you know, on your, on your phone now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. anything financial, whether it's a Wall Street Journal or Forbes or whatever it is. Um, so it's really easy to get five to 10 or mm-hmm. read a book. You know, five to 10 minutes a day to educate yourself, mm-hmm. you know, or you can do coaching right. and um, and really start to understand even just the basics mm-hmm. of money, of budgeting, of investing. Um, mm-hmm. And another area that I'm finding women don't have a good handle on is their credit scores and their ah. credit reports, mm-hmm. which are critical. Mm-hmm. Right. And especially because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, they are tied to our spouse. Um, you know, and, and so if he has good credit, then we probably have good credit, but if his credit isn't so good, then our credit might not be good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this certainly comes into play when you're going through a divorce Mm -hmm. because you need to know what credit cards are in your name, which ones are in joint Mm -hmm. names so that you can cancel those because you could be liable Mm -hmm. for any charges. Right. Um, after the divorce, if you mm-hmm. don't take his name off of that mm-hmm. card or cancel it completely. Right. Well, and credit cards are probably a really good example of that. You know, we might uh, split the, the bank account, you know, and split a lot of other things, but we, you know, like the, the card in your wallet doesn't typically have both names on it. So you might not even realize that your card is a joint card. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to run that credit report. Mm-hmm. And actually, we get a free credit report every year from all three mm-hmm. of the credit reporting agencies here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so that's TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Mm-hmm. And so I recommend to my clients that every four months, you know, mm-hmm. run one credit right. report. That way you've got them, you know, coming in mm-hmm. throughout the year and you can make sure that, you know, your credit mm-hmm. is being accurately reflected, right. your payments are being recorded, mm-hmm. and that no one is opening accounts mm. in your social security mm-hmm. number. Really right. Important nowadays. Yeah. You know, we, we see so much about ID theft mm-hmm. that it just, you know, it, it makes sense to be checking our own credit information um, just to make sure that, like you said, somebody hasn't taken one. You know, I get, I get really annoyed at all of the, the free credit card offers that come in the mail. <laughs> You know, because I don't want them, you know, I, you know, have what I need and, and that's fine. Um, but of course it would be very easy for somebody to just pluck one of those things out of a mailbox. It's got all your information on there, including the code that is needed to activate the card. And, you know, and especially if somebody's watching, they could easily, you know, when the card comes, take it. And then, you know, then they're, they're, you know, having a grand old time. Yeah, absolutely. And here's a really sad part. So many times that happens by with a family members. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, we see that a lot of financial abuse with mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. women, typically. Right. And, um, you know, so yeah, so it's mm-hmm. so important to be on top of your own credit. Mm-hmm. So that you can really have a good handle on that. Right. Yeah. You know, and obviously, there's, you know, total fraud, you know, and and but in other cases, you know, it could be that you have, you know, an adult child that is either living with you or, or, you know, close by and they're thinking, Hey, mom's got good credit. 
this will be okay. She won't care. She won't, or she won't notice. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and the, of course the whole thing is if, if somebody's thinking that then there is a problem, <laughs> you know, if yeah. you can't say, Hey mom, um, you know, then you, you need to, to be looking at that. But, you know, it also is so strange that stuff keeps coming. I mean, like we have uh, been in our house now um, for 12 years and we still at least once a month, get something in the mail for former residents, you know, and, and they are, they're credit card things. They're all sorts of things. And I just shred them, you know, I'm like, cause uh, there's obviously the forwarding, uh, you know, long ago expired, yeah. but there are times where they are credit card offers. And, and um, one was, and, and we got this one for a long time. Um, it was like a Vanguard statement. And, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, I have everything I need right here on this piece of paper. And, you know, and we had no idea, <coughs> excuse me, who they were or where they were. So it's not like we could forward it or even contact them to say, excuse me, you might want to contact them. Um, but but that brings up a really good point, mm-hmm. Deb. And that's, you know, we need to be proactive, women and men, um, in letting any uh, former employers mm-hmm. know. Right address mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. and and also who the administrator is of the retirement plan mm-hmm. which I definitely want to talk about but but just addressing mm-hmm. that one point it's like it's our responsibility as former employee mm-hmm. to let our em- former employer mm-hmm. and the uh, 401k or the right. retirement plan administrator mm-hmm. know our current address so that we can get those mm-hmm. annual statements so that we can consolidate mm-hmm. all of those 401ks that we accumulate mm-hmm. throughout our lifetime mm-hmm. into, uh, you know, an IRA. So it's mm-hmm. easier and simpler to manage right. when we go into retirement. Right. So really important. Mm-hmm. You know, and that probably is one of the things that we do lose track of um, is, you know, we've put however much into the employee savings plan and then you, you leave. And, you know, I've, I've been told, oh, you can't take it with you. It has to stay in the, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know? um, now, you know, sometimes there are penalties and, and all sorts of things like that, but they can't force you to keep your money there. Am I correct in that? Right. The only uh, <clears throat> one that I suggest somebody leaves for two years is the simple IRA. Mm-hmm. So that, that does have a two year, as long as it's been open mm-hmm. for two years, then you can roll that into or transfer it into your IRA. Mm-hmm. But other than that, any 401k, um, you can definitely uh, transfer into your mm-hmm. own individual retirement account. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know, and, and it it is, you know, kind of a pain to keep track of all of that. But uh, of course, what you're saying to do is that you have one kind of master account, right? Mm-hmm. And and so as you, you know, gather everything, it's going into that one fund. Absolutely. Um, I had one client who actually, you know, they're getting planning for retirement. So mm-hmm. they were around 65. Mm-hmm. And when um, they started looking at all of their accounts collectively, they had 10 different 401ks, full IRAs, mm-hmm. and, and actually, um, yeah. And so it was a process, but mm-hmm. we actually simplified because that is the mm-hmm. goal going mm-hmm. into retirement is you want to simplify mm-hmm. so it's easier to manage. And so you know where your where your income right. is going to be coming mm-hmm. from. Uh, and so it took a little bit of time, but we, mm-hmm. we got them. But here was the sad part. One of those 401k plans um, no longer existed. Right. Yeah. The company went under. Mm-hmm. 
And yes. And, and they couldn't, and yeah, so the, the plan was no more. Mm-hmm. And so he had lost out on those funds. So that's mm-hmm. really, you know, some, that's another reason why you want to keep mm-hmm. it, um, you know, under your mm-hmm. right. <laughs> jurisdiction well, and make sure, you know, mm-hmm. you have control. Right. And it's your money. You know, it, it needs to be under your control as opposed to your employer from 35 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So very important. Yeah. And one of the other things that I discovered, you know, and, and have, you know, finally went through and, and cleared all of these things out is when you move, a lot of times we still have money in like a bank account or something like that. And, and you know, and, and uh, it, it's always entertaining to, you know, go through and there's several processes that, that you can do to check, you know, unclaimed funds. And I, you know, I think one time I got a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> right, absolutely. And here's the reverse of that. And I think people are afraid right now after mm-hmm. the bank failures mm-hmm. and 250,000 is the FDIC right. uh, insured mm-hmm. uh, for any given social security number. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, oh my gosh, this is probably 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I had a client, a sweet guy, but you know, they were depression era mm-hmm. couple. Right. And um, he, that was when it was a hundred thousand and he had a hundred thousand dollar CDs in absolutely every bank within 50 miles. I mean, Yikes. Yeah, so he, he had, was, he thought he was spreading out his risk. Oh yeah. He was diversifying his risk. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, um, but um, he passed away mm-hmm. before consolidating this and the kids honestly didn't know. Right where mm-hmm. all of the CDs mm-hmm. were. And it took a lot of time and effort on mm-hmm. the trust um, trustees mm-hmm. part to track these all right. down. By the time we got done, he had a couple million dollars, but it was just, a, you know, it was, it was incredible. So mm-hmm. my point is, you know, it's now 250,000. I don't mm-hmm. recommend that you have them in, you know, 20 different yeah. banks, mm-hmm. but um, keep records mm-hmm. so that, your um your kids your trustees mm-hmm. know where all of right. your funds reside mm-hmm. and then make sure even before you pass away that you have a financial power of attorney mm-hmm. right transact those those transactions mm-hmm. if you're trying to consolidate and simplify mm-hmm. um that makes a huge difference mm-hmm. right you know and uh, you know i've i've had people who have said well you know all that stuff is in my tax records well, yeah, you know, to some degree, because they yeah. might be paying taxes on it. And might is a big qualifier there. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, then you'd have to have a 1099 interest mm-hmm. statement, which mm-hmm. some people do. Not everybody pays enough taxes to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, and that doesn't always have the account number on it. It has mm-hmm. your name, social security number right. and how much interest mm-hmm. you receive. Um, so that's, yes, you could probably do it that way, mm-hmm. but that that's difficult. You know, let's mm-hmm. make it easier and simpler while we have our wits about us. Right. And we right. Remember mm-hmm. where all of those accounts mm-hmm. are. And, and it is just a matter of going through and figuring it out. And, and, you know, then it gets confusing, especially with women, because we might have more than one last name. Yes. Um, now the nice thing is we pretty much only have one social security number, yep. but you are, and, and, you know, for, for, Anybody, we also sometimes like I have things set up as Deb. I have, you know, now if it's a legal thing, it is set up as Deborah. Um, but you know, every once in a while something slips through and and it's in a different name. So, you know, you could have a Bob and a Robert, 
and you know all of those various things. And and of course, those institutions, it is not their responsibility to try and track you down to say, Linda, we have your money. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not to and then if they can't find you, of course it goes to the state. And that's right. cheated. And mm-hmm. so like you said, you can go onto any state's website and look for lost funds and mm-hmm. they have a form you fill out. Actually, I just did this. Oh my goodness. So I had an account from when I retired, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, that company set it up incorrectly. And so the uh, dividends weren't, I didn't even know about this account, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so they were cheated to the state because they couldn't locate me. They mm-hmm. didn't know, they didn't have an address for me. All they had was a name. And so it was only after talking to them, and this is 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I just filed the the form and uh, we'll see, you know, it's only a couple yeah. hundred dollars, but still it's a couple hundred dollars. So It's dinner, right? It's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and you also need to update all of the information that they have, even if you don't move it. Um, you know, one of the big things would be beneficiary. Oh, huge, mm-hmm. huge. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, you know, just because that person may have passed away or or you divorce them, exactly. If you do not change that paperwork, they still get that money. Yes, yes, and or you have a falling out with one of your mm-hmm. kids, or you know the scenario, or you gain a kid. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's critical to make sure your beneficiaries are mm-hmm. up to date on any retirement plans, on any insurance, mm-hmm. especially life insurance, mm-hmm. because that passes outside of the trust. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you should have a trust and that should have right. uh, the beneficiaries the way mm-hmm. you want your funds to go. So, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that you don't deal with wills, um, but I'm an attorney. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and but it certainly is something that. You know, we need to take responsibility for and and do. You know, it's just my you know for an example, it's just my husband and I. We do not have children, so we don't have heirs. So actually, it, it, you know, people think, well, that's going to be easy. No, it got even more complicated because it's like, well, then where does it go? Um, <laughs> you know, and 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 then of course you have the examples of well, you know, somebody has four kids and they don't like one of them. <laughs> you know, and, oh, yeah. and yeah, and and you certainly don't want stuff to have to go through probate and and all sorts of things like that. Um, so take the time. Now it was not inexpensive when we did this. Um, because we went through and, and um, you know, we it, we wanted to make sure like we uh, did, you know, uh, uh, an endowment to the university where um, my husband graduated from. He wanted to endow a chair there. Um, we did planned giving. That's oh, planned giving is very entertaining because they count the money as they got it now. So we're now major donors. And I just <laughs> think that's the funniest thing in the world. Um, but, you know, we needed to make sure that that was taken care of. Because again, you know, if you want it to be easy for whoever is doing it afterwards, you know, you don't want them to have to guess. And you want it to go, like you said, to where you want it to. Mm -hmm. So I do want to make a quick differentiation. It's interesting you bring this up because Mm -hmm. I actually had an attorney on uh, one of my uh, group coaching programs Mm -hmm. last week. And she did go over the the difference between a will and a trust. Mm -hmm. A will, yes, you get to say who gets what, Mm -hmm. but... Every state has its own dollar amount. Yes. And, and with any kind of assets, it's mm-hmm. going to end up in court. Mm-hmm. And um, so that means it's public. <clears throat> Everybody mm-hmm. knows, you mm-hmm. know, what's happening and how much you have. And, mm-hmm. and But whereas a trust avoids probate, avoids mm-hmm. going through mm-hmm. the court. So that's the advantage of mm-hmm. having a trust. Um, still, you get to say who gets what. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you can say 
you know, three out of the four kids get this and I mm-hmm. am choosing to only leave this person a dollar so that mm-hmm. you recognize them. But, um, or, you know, like you said, you don't have any children. Maybe you have furry, furry mm-hmm. creatures that mm-hmm. you want taken care right. of. Right, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you can do that in a trust. Mm-hmm. And, and then also charitable uh, contributions are, it's a great way to reduce your taxes mm-hmm. and there's three or four different ways to do mm-hmm. it. Um, but also obviously mindfully and intentionally mm-hmm. uh, leaving money to those places that are meaningful right. to you, whether right. it's a nonprofit or whether mm-hmm. it's university or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So right. yeah, very important. Yeah. And that's how, and I think that's really important for women to understand too. And that's part of the legacy planning, I call it. And it's not just for right now, like you said, you've already set up your, your, um, charitable contributions, mm-hmm. you know, you're a major donor, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but it's also how we can make an impact in the world mm-hmm. now, as well as right. after. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really um, something that women think, oh, I got to have a lot of money. I have mm-hmm. to be, you know, millionaire kind of thing. No. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. So whether you have, you know, 20,000, 100,000 or a million dollars, you can still decide where your funds, mm-hmm. where your assets you know, who gets grandma's hutch, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, right. mm-hmm. you know, so that there aren't arguments. Unfortunately, um, I have seen money bring out the worst. In oh, family. it does. Mm-hmm. Money and the things, right? They fight over grandma's hutch. Yes, yes. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. But yeah, as a financial advisor, I had, oh, so many. And even though it was in a trust, they were still arguing. But when it's not in a trust, it's it's a free for all. It mm-hmm. is a Mm-hmm. It is a free for all. And here's the other interesting thing to, to know about. I'm, I'm big into money mindset. Mm-hmm. And what I saw was kids who weren't used to having money mm-hmm. <clears throat> went through it. Right. And the statistics are, <clears throat> if you're not used to having money and you inherit it, you will be as poor or mm-hmm. you'll be at the same financial mm-hmm. level within five years. Right. We hear that when somebody wins the lottery, right? Exactly. Exactly. Because they don't know how to handle it. It mm-hmm. scares them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or they're afraid that they'll do something wrong mm-hmm. and they won't manage it right, or mm-hmm. they won't use it um, the way it, you know, it mm-hmm. should be, whatever that is. But um, yeah, so that's another reason why I'm such a big advocate of women mm-hmm. understanding what the relationship is to money. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of us self-sabotage, mm-hmm. you know, you, we only, we have that glass ceiling. It's not, and we only make so much because mm-hmm. we can't, but it's not that it's the ceiling. It's us. It's internal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, that's right. all we're worthy mm-hmm. of making. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to understand your money mindset and where you are with money. So then mm-hmm. you know, if you are a trustee or you are inheriting uh, money or, you know, that you understand um, what your relationship is to money. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and speaking of that, one of the things that, that you know, you, you had mentioned was that women save, but oh, we don't always invest. So explain that. Good point. Thank you for bringing that up, Deb. Yeah. So I just read the statistic and it was shocking. 70% of women's money right now, this U.S., is in cash. Mm-hmm. Cash, you're losing purchasing power. Because right. of inflation. Mm-hmm. So even if you've got it in a savings account, mm-hmm. even if you're getting three or four mm-hmm. percent interest on it, 
if inflation is still at, you know, six, 7%, Mm -hmm. you're losing purchasing power. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, women, women don't invest until they think they know it all. Mm -hmm. That is a misnomer. It's investing is does not have to be that complicated. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, what I do a lot of is educating women on investing. The reason we want to invest is because stocks will give us the opportunity for growth to outpace inflation. It's Mm -hmm. been proven, you know, over the last Mm -hmm. 50, 75 years Mm -hmm. that, yeah, there's volatility. That means the stock market goes up, it goes down, it Mm -hmm. goes up, it goes down, but the upward trajectory is Mm -hmm. growth. Right. And that's where investing takes Mm -hmm. place. Now, given... I'm not saying you should put all your money in the stock market. So don't, right, because don't diversification right really is the important thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Diversifying and investing in appropriate investments mm-hmm. given when you need the money. Mm-hmm. So if you need your money, say, in two years, yeah, then a high-yield savings account is a perfect place. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to jeopardize the principal. But if you're saving for your retirement and you've got 20 years... Yeah, then mm-hmm. the stock market. Now, maybe you don't put it all in stocks, maybe right. you have a little bit in bonds. You know, mm-hmm. you got to have a little bit of diversification mm-hmm. there, and there's different kinds of stocks, but that's where you're going to get growth, and mm-hmm. that's what you need to outpace inflation. Right. So that's why I'm so big on educating mm-hmm. women on investing versus savings. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's fear. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, fear of doing the wrong thing, right? Fear of, you know, I'm going to lose. You don't want to look bad. And mm-hmm. let's be honest. Most, most, many financial advisors are men, and we don't always get treated well by men. Yes, very true. I can mm-hmm. speak to my own, <laughs> mm-hmm. my own example, but I wanted to make a point about um, not investing. And, and it's not only saving versus investing, mm-hmm. but here's the other thing that really catches women up. It's our career breaks. Mm. Many of us, not all, but many of us mm-hmm. take time off to be mothers. Right. And that typically ends up being a two-year break. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that, even if it's just a one-year break, let's just talk about mm-hmm. a one-year break for a 35-year-old woman mm-hmm. earning $100,000 mm-hmm. a year. This is actually going to cost her roughly $200,000 wow. retirement mm-hmm. contributions and mm-hmm. salary. Mm-hmm. By the time she reaches age 67, mm-hmm. one year, mm-hmm. one year in a break. So that's why I say it's so important to start saving early mm-hmm. for retirement, saving as much as you can mm-hmm. recommend it, at least 10 to 15%. Right. And, and get that. Going Especially get what they're going to match. You know, if. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You want to get the match. That's free mm-hmm. money. Who doesn't want free money? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so absolutely getting that match, uh, starting early, compounding value of interest and um, and then, yeah, just being aware of those career breaks and mm-hmm. how they can impact you. Right. The other thing I was talking to a group of college girls a week or so ago, and um, I mentioned um, lifestyle creep and they're like, what's that? And, uh, you know, I was just, you know, telling them to be aware because, you know, when we get those increases, our salary increases. We tend to want to um, impress the Joneses, if you will. We mm. buy things we don't need with money we don't have mm-hmm. to impress people we don't even mm-hmm. care for. And so I, I say, you know, first of all, up your retirement savings before mm-hmm. you do anything with that salary increase and then start 
you mm-hmm. know, putting away in your different savings accounts. Make it automatic. Mm-hmm. You know, once it's out of that checking account or out of the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, because yeah, if it comes out before you touch it, then you're not tempted. Oh, you know, it'll be okay. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it, it's funny. I saw a thing a couple of weeks ago last week about Jennifer Aniston, the actress, yeah. who when she got her first paycheck from friends. Now she had been doing, you know, acting for, for a while. But so she decided, you know, she was going to splurge. And so she bought a Mercedes. Okay. Sounds good. Except this Mercedes she had seen for two years and it had a for sale sign on it. And, you know, and and she thought, well, I'm going to get a good deal. Well, then she realized there was a reason nobody would buy it. I guess it, it, she, you know, if I'm remembering the story right, it drove for by about a month and then just completely conked out. (laughs) And, but, you know, she had, she wanted to splurge on herself. She wanted to impress other people and she didn't do the research that she should have, you know, even if it was just something, you know, as simple as taking it to a mechanic, um, you know, and, and, but, but yeah, we do that. We're like, Oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm, we're, we're going to go out to, to dinner once a week now, you know, whatever it is, just make sure that the way you're spending the money is, is, you know, a good way to be doing it. Exactly. And I always say, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Mm -hmm. And when I'm working with women, we also talk a lot about spending and saving with intention. Mm -hmm. I actually don't like the word budget. To me, it gives me the creeps. It just makes my skin crawl. Budget is just an ick word, right? It's a four letter word, you know, (laughs) but I, you know, when, when you're in control, then you get to decide, you know, mm-hmm. with intention. And that means knowing your values mm-hmm. and setting goals in alignment with mm-hmm. those values. Because when you understand why you're saving that three mm-hmm. to six month, um, you know, solution savings account, I mm-hmm. call it, or why you're saving for retirement, you know, then you have, you're more committed. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, our society is so immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. Right. I could get on my soapbox on that topic alone. But, um, and it is, and, and our, our <clears throat> brains are wired. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to have immediate gratification instead, you know, delayed gratification. Oh my God, I'm not going to retire for 40 years. Right. Now. Why can't I spend the money now? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll because, save some other day. Exactly. And then when I show them what compounding interest mm-hmm. does, the right. difference that makes, mm-hmm. they're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, this is why you want to mm-hmm. start, even if it's $100 a month. <clears throat> So mm-hmm. get started and make mm-hmm. it automatic, like I said before. So it's so important. But mm-hmm. um, but when you're saving and spending with intention, mm-hmm. then you're in control. Mm-hmm. And when you're in control, yes, you can budget for a meal out or I budget mm-hmm. for flowers. I love beauty. important to me. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, part of my budget is mm-hmm. flowers. Mm-hmm. But that means I don't do other things, right? You know, so it's it's a trade off, mm-hmm. and you have to decide what's important mm-hmm. for you, and that's you know that's how um, you make the money work. Mm-hmm. So, to speak. so yeah, really important right. to to know mm-hmm. what what your values are and what's mm-hmm. important to you. Right. So, and and of course, it's very important just to know where you're spending money. I mean, that's where the budget part comes in. You know, how many of us? And I think probably anybody is going to raise their hand. I definitely would raise mine. I am paying like a monthly fee for things I do not use, um, you know, and, and, yep. you know, and, and, and I had one just, you know, I got the, the thing the other day 
It said, your account is no longer active because your credit card expired. (laughs) And I went, yay, because (laughs) I couldn't figure out how to get into it to cancel it. Um, Now, it was like four bucks a month. I mean, you know, not even a cup of coffee type of thing. But you add that up over the years of not using it at all. And, And, you know, yeah, that was a nice dinner again. But how many of those things do we have, especially regarding entertainment? You know, you sign up for ESPN and then you sign up for this and then you sign up for that and you want Hulu and you want Netflix. And, you know, when you're doing it onesie twosies and it's $4.99, $8.99, whatever, a month, you don't really stop and think about it. But when you look at it and go, holy cow, I spend $350 a month on 900 television channels I don't watch. (laughs) That's where you really need to be paying attention. And it goes beyond that, but that's a great example. So I had a client, I, I, she made a, <clears throat> I had to make a spreadsheet and mm-hmm. go through her credit cards and write down, I made her write it. So because mm-hmm. write it. It sinks it, into like, your brain. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <clears throat> write down everything, all of her subscriptions. And they weren't just entertainment. Mm-hmm. They were also um, food. Like she was, she had subscriptions for different um, uh, food uh, deliveries. And I don't do that. So the name's mm-hmm. me right now. But I mean, these aren't cheap, you know, right. it can be 50, 60, $75 mm-hmm. a month. And it was like, and, and when she started writing it all down, it, you know, I challenged her, I said, okay, pick entertainment, pick the two mm-hmm. platforms that mm-hmm. you go to. What are your two go to? Right. What, you know, can we, can you let the rest mm-hmm. of those go? Well, that was pretty significant. I think mm-hmm. it was over, you know, 50. Well, and a lot of times they overlap. I mean, so you're paying for it multiple times. Yep. So yeah, it's just challenging uh, clients to take a look at things with fresh eyes in a mm-hmm. new way. And um, yeah, and just being really intentional. But you're right, mm-hmm. subscriptions, especially after COVID, because we mm-hmm. were, you know, I want, don't want to say locked down, but you know, stuck at house. home. Yeah, stuck at home. And so, um, and like you said, it's automatic. Mm-hmm. You know, they know what they're doing. Right. It's automatic. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, until your credit card expires. Mm-hmm. You, you and you go, yay, when you get the email, right? <laughs> You don't really think about it. So Mm -hmm. very good point. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Another thing I wanted to mention before we run out of time that, and this has to do with, um, well, yeah, with our retirement, Mm -hmm. there's two things the IRS gives us. They don't give us much, but they do give us two Mm -hmm. things, Roth IRAs and HSAs, health Mm -hmm. savings accounts. People have probably heard about Roth IRAs after Mm -hmm. tax contributions, a lot more flexible Mm -hmm. as to, you don't have to take Mm -hmm. uh, distributions in retirement. And it's really the best thing to leave to your your heirs. Mm-hmm. Health savings accounts, I don't think get talked about enough. Mm-hmm. And to me, they're every bit as good as right. a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you do have to have a high deductible health insurance mm-hmm. plan, which your employer can tell mm-hmm. you if it is, or if you're self-employed, which a lot of people are self-employed mm-hmm. and have those high deductible 5,000 or more uh, deductible plans. Anyway, your contributions to a health savings account are pre-tax. Mm-hmm. You can let it grow so you do not have to use it in the mm-hmm. year you make the contribution. And when you use it for health care down the road and withdraw money from it, it's also tax-free. So it's tax-free mm-hmm. going in. It grows tax-free. And when you take it out for medical, it's tax-free. Mm-hmm. My clients in retirement 
like this is the best thing ever because right. one of the big um, misconceptions is, oh, Medicare will pay for that. Well, mm-hmm. let me tell you, Medicare does not pay for all, right. lot especially of- things like prescriptions and you know, I the- thought, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. dental. They mm-hmm. don't cover dental. There's a lot of things that Medicare doesn't cover. So your health savings account, you can be contributing to that now, not using <clears> it. <throat> expenses because you're gainfully employed Mm -hmm. so you can probably pay for it out of your income let Mm -hmm. it grow and then use that because the statistic is in retirement 65 and over your average healthcare expenses could be two hundred fifty thousand dollars that's average Mm -hmm. so if you have an hsa that you can be pulling from Mm -hmm. but a godsend you know that's just amazing and that's another reason why it's so important and i I really advocate for women to start saving for the retirement as early as possible Mm -hmm. because we live on average five years longer than Mm -hmm. men because health savings accounts could help us, but our our health expenses are going to average $250,000 because we don't want to end up sleeping on our kid's sofa. Right. We Mm want to have a retirement life that, that mm-hmm. is ours, that you know what the way we want to do mm-hmm. it. So I am huge on women saving mm-hmm. for retirement. Right. You and, and the thing with, with the health savings, you know, in oh about mid-November, we start hearing the commercials, right? Spend it now or you're going to lose it. It depends on what you have. You know, there, you know, and it's not that because it's it's usually dental. And uh, vision, right, are the the two that they're saying, spend it now or you're going to lose it. Now, yes, with some plans, you do, but not always. So don't go out there and, you know, go flying down to the eye doctor just because you think, you know, I'm going to lose that money. Right. So there's FSA, which Mm -hmm. is flexible savings account that you do need to spend Mm -hmm. uh, in the year. I think they give you a couple of months, you know, into the next Mm -hmm. year to spend. So it's FSA. Mm -hmm. And then there's HSA, which mm-hmm. is a health savings account. They couldn't have made it more confusing. Right. Health savings account, you don't lose. Mm-hmm. It's like a savings account. Right. It's just it a savings yeah, account. It just keeps for, rolling over. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. So there are two different ones. You have mm-hmm. to be aware of what you're contributing to. And mm-hmm. I always advocate for the HSAs. Right. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, it builds as opposed to, whoops, you got to start over every year. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But, you know, if you can, at least use one, <laughs> you know, that's, well, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. yeah, yeah, True. And well, make it automatic. It comes automatically out of your mm-hmm. paycheck, right. free tax. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, and, and my card actually says health savings account. So I know which one it is. <laughs> nice. Nice. Wow. So that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um. I wanted to share um, another statistic, uh, and that's this was a personal insider report that was mm-hmm. just published. It showed that the 2022, so it's very current, the average 401k balance for women, now this is all women, so all ages, so it's the average, mm-hmm. was $107,000. The men's average mm-hmm. is $156,000. Mm-hmm. At age 65, that 401k balance um, was 255000 So mm-hmm. women need to increase their 401k contributions mm-hmm. while they're working mm-hmm. so that, um, you know, they, they have that 401k to draw on mm-hmm. in retirement. 
So I just am so big on that. I right. just want to reinforce mm-hmm. it, I guess. Mm-hmm. The last thing is I wanted to make sure that that any um, self-employed people, solopreneurs, know that there are retirement plans for them. Right. Because you just solo- assume, no, I, I don't have, you know, they're, I'm not big enough to have a 401k. Right. And that's not true. <clears throat> There's actually a solo 401k. So mm-hmm. that's for the solopreneur. Mm-hmm. There's a SEP, SEP IRA, mm-hmm. and you can have employees, but typically it's, it tends to be, you know, spouses or partners, um, maybe one employee, but it's mm-hmm. typically um, very small. And then the simple IRA, and that's for any employer that has less than a hundred employees. I usually see it with like, you know, five to, to 20 employees. Mm-hmm very typical for a simple IRA. Mm-hmm. They all have different IRS guidelines, but I have to tell you the solo 401k, extremely flexible. Um, both you, you, you get to wear two hats and that one you put on your employer hat mm-hmm. and make contributions. And then you put on your employee hat and you also make contributions. Ah, so you've got a double. You do. Mm-hmm. So for 2023, you can actually contribute up to $66,000. Wow. And if you're 50 or older, you get to add another $7,500. So it's pretty nice. sizable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, same for the um, SEP IRA. Mm-hmm. You can do $66,000. Mm-hmm. And then if you're 50 or older, you have that catch up mm-hmm. of $7,500. Simple IRA is not quite so much. The employee makes the contributions and you can contribute up to $15,500. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the employer typically has a standard percentage for everybody. It's mm-hmm. usually up to 3%. Mm-hmm. So um, just wanted to throw, I know it's a lot of numbers, but wanted to throw that out there. So mm-hmm. you solopreneurs know you have options right. other than an individual retirement account um, to, to save for retirement. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, which that, that brings me to the fact that this does sound very confusing and it is kind of confusing. I mean, right. You know, so it is very important because, you know, as you mentioned at the start, you know, read five, 10 minutes a day, you know, do all it, but we're not going to know enough, you know, on, on, we might, we might know enough to be dangerous or <laughs> more importantly, we know enough to know when we need to ask questions. Right. Right. Absolutely. So um, that's where, you know, a financial coach comes into mm-hmm. play. And um, I, I have a group coaching program. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, launching it the first of May. I just I'm finishing up my one year. Mm-hmm. The women loved it because we covered everything having to do with money. There was no topic that mm-hmm. was off limit. We covered everything from money mindset to <clears throat> money spend, mm-hmm. investing, and legacy planning. Um, but anyway, that's a great way because women mm-hmm. love community, mm-hmm. and so it's really nice when you realize you're not the only one that has that question. Right. And I might think I'm stupid, but ooh, look, everybody else is too. So then it's okay. <laughs> there's no stupid question. Yeah. And there's no judgment. That's what mm-hmm. I love. You know, it's, we're all here together. We're going to mm-hmm. learn and then they can implement it, you know, mm-hmm. so it's coaching too. So that's awesome. Um, so they can always learn more about that on my website. And then, um, and then obviously, you know, podcasts are a great place as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, reading blogs, I have, I have a ton of information on my mm-hmm. blog page. Um, there's a lot of bloggers out there that offer information, but here's the deal. You do have to do a little research because mm-hmm. not everything that's out there is accurate. Right. So that's where it it really helps to have, um, you know, a coach to to 
bounce those ideas mm-hmm. off of and just to see if you're on track. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing is when I'm working with divorcees and widows, um, I, especially widows, I tell them don't make big financial decisions the first year. Right. Mm-hmm. And your sister and your brother and your you know in-laws are all going to try, whether you're divorcing or whether you're, they're all going to try and give you mm-hmm. And for the most part, you know, it's well-intentioned. Right. Mm-hmm. But it may not be the best thing mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So I say take it under advisement, mm-hmm. but don't make any big um, financial moves mm-hmm. um, that at least the first six months. Mm-hmm. Sure, because right. you're grieving, whether you're going through a mm-hmm. divorce, whether you're going through the loss of a, a loved one, mm-hmm. um, there's a grieving process. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not the best frame of mind mm-hmm. to be making those financial uh, decisions that could impact right. um, a right. long time. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, it, one of the big ones is you always, you know, they're like, well, you have to sell the house. You have yeah. to sell the house. You know, it's so big. You have to sell the house. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, it was it was interesting when my father passed away. There was a, a large age difference between my parents, mm. and you know, and and we knew my father was going to pass. I mean, this was was not a surprise. And and the in in a total reverse, my mother did all of their financial management. Um, you know, and and that was just you know what worked for them, and and so that was was fine. But you know, she had never liked living in the mountains of Colorado. 50 years she was up there and she did not like it. But of course she had heard the don't do anything for a year rule. Mm-hmm. And I finally told her, and you know, I, I said, mom, this is not a spur of the moment decision. You've never liked it here. Okay. You know, so I think it's okay to go ahead and, and start those, those. And of course it still took about a year to, to get everything, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you have to look at what your situations are sometimes. Yeah. You might have to sell that house. You might have to, you know, you, you might not need all those cars, you know, all yeah. those various things, but yeah, you know, just kind of, you know, take a beat and, and see, because you, you also may have a bunch of expenses that, that you're going to have to get through there. You know, there's, you know, very well may have been a lot of medical things, all of those things. So, you know, do, do what you need to on those. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Every situation is unique mm-hmm. and um, it's just, you know, take time to think it through mm-hmm. because I think too many times women get pressured mm-hmm. into making uh, decisions that right. they and again, your- most people mean well, you know, right. especially, you know, in, in the, 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 uh, with the death of a spouse, you know, the kids want to make sure mom is taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to say, Hey, you know, you need to do this. You need to do that. Well, you know, it's okay. Mom to say chill. <laughs> well, not only that, but here's another interest. It's interesting. Your mom didn't care for where she was living for 50 mm-hmm. years. Upon the death of a spouse, mm-hmm. uh, 75% of women changed financial advisors. Because hmm. they never felt like they had a relationship. It was his financial was manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that your mom took care of the mm-hmm. finances. I'm guessing she stayed with her financial advisor, but 75%, that's a mm-hmm. high statistic. That is. That so means that friend. there's a there's a lot of decisions that are being made that you don't feel like you're part of. Exactly. Exactly. And what a shame, you know, mm-hmm. who wants to to stay in that relationship? Mm-hmm. Number one, number two, it also means, um, you know, educating yourself so that you can enter into mm-hmm. the conversation. And, you know, if this financial advisor isn't serving you, 
there's a lot more out there. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Start mm-hmm. investigating and mm-hmm. um, and interviewing mm-hmm. uh, more so that you can find mm-hmm. somebody who really relates, right. who you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, it's different for everybody. You know, there are some, you know, that are more risk adverse. You know, there are some that are, you know, a little bit okay, even, you know, in their their more advanced years. You know, most of the time we do get more risk adverse the closer we get to retirement age, right? Um, you know, I remember when when I was young, I invested in really risky stock. Now, back then, that was tech. You know, I had, <laughs> you know, right? You know, um, and um, you know, and, and got married, and my husband went, "Oh no, <laughs> you know, not really what we." You know, and that was okay because I understood, you know, and 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 we talked about it, and you know, and. and move some stuff around, but, um, you know, and, and as you said, you know, okay, what is your health situation? Do you know, you know, that, that you're going to have, you know, and, you know, maybe you want to start traveling, you know, all sorts of things like that. And, oh, yeah. and then, you know, keep in mind, okay, what are my needs? If I have to go into a care facility, how much is that going to be? Um, you know, all sorts of things like that. Absolutely. <clears throat> That's why I always say, um, I usually should, finish my shows with this. I'm not finishing yet, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, don't let your past define your future, mm-hmm. live the life you desire. Right. And so when I'm retirement planning with my gals, it's, we actually go through a dreaming exercise mm-hmm. and it's how, how, when do you want to retire? When mm-hmm. is the big, you know, question, you know, where do you want to live? How do you want to live? Who, do, mm-hmm. who are you going to be with? You know, because so many times we get caught up in the roles that mm-hmm. we play, you know, mother, right. wife, you know, for me, it was CPA or financial mm-hmm. advisor that you don't really have time to stop and think about who you are mm-hmm. and what you really right. want and desire. Mm-hmm. And so it's taking time to do that and then plan for it accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, what does that look like? Right. Traveling. A lot of my mm-hmm. clients travel in their mm-hmm. 60s, 70s pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. You know, in my 80s, you're probably physically maybe starting to slow right. down, probably mm-hmm. by 90. Yeah. But I had a client, I'll never forget this. <laughs> He was the most interesting guy. He was 95, sharp mm-hmm. as a tack, loved his stocks. Every month he came in and he'd go over his list of stocks and then he'd research three mm-hmm. more. And so we talk about those mm-hmm. three. And he, it was so fun. So even at 95, you can be, mm-hmm. you know, investing in stocks. Right. It doesn't mean you can't, but it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you should be either. Mm-hmm. Individual. Yeah, because that's more of a long-term investment type of thing. Yeah, he was he was a kick. I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed him. But all that to say is, you know, know you mm-hmm. and know what you want mm-hmm. and what you desire and right. what does that look like. And sometimes, you know, it takes a little bit of time to mm-hmm. figure that out. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Right. But then it's let's put a plan together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're here. You want to be there. All right. Let's mm-hmm. figure out how to get mm-hmm. you there. Right. So well, and have those discussions so that mm-hmm. people know what's going on. Um, you know, my, my mom, uh, so it's her and I, I'm an only child and, you know, and, and so she and I've had this talk before and she takes us on vacations, pretty extravagant vacations. And, you know, and she, as she puts it, she's spending my inheritance. (laughs) I love that. You know, and I even say, you can take somebody else. Doesn't have to be us. Um, that's great that it is us, but, um, you know, and, and, and I told her, I said, you know, mom, I am not expecting to get anything. You know, I would like the last check to pay off your your final expenses. 
Nice. You know, my goal, you know, so don't be think, but you know, how many times do we see that where, where the kids are expecting that they're going to get something, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, have those conversations again, it's your money ladies, you know, and, 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 you know, it's, and, and, or even gentlemen, I mean, you know, it's a Shaquille O'Neal, right. Who was saying, you know, his kids, are, now they're not going to be homeless, he said, but his millions are not going to them, you know, because they did not earn it. I and it. I love that idea. Um, his, his kids aren't real thrilled with the concept. <laughs> but the nice thing is, you know, he's got you know years before he passes, probably. So they can prepare themselves and be, you know, be financially secure themselves. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, then, you know, it, it, they're they're not expecting that they're going to get dad's millions. Well, they've had the conversation and that's so important. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we should be talking to, you know, our parents, mm-hmm. but also our kids. Right. And um, it's, it's, you know, that healthcare part mm-hmm. of attorney, making sure you have that mm-hmm. in place and it's letting them know your final wishes, you mm-hmm. know, what, whatever that looks like. But right. also, you know, do you want to, you know, so many of my clients, I want to stay in my house. I don't want to have to go into assisted mm-hmm. living. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's knowing what you want, but then also how are you going to pay for it? Right. So mm-hmm. Whether that means, you know, you have a house that's fully paid mm-hmm. for, no mortgage, and you can mm-hmm. do a reverse mortgage, or whether it means having long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. There's different ways to mm-hmm. plan for that, but it's planning for that, but then having the conversation mm-hmm. so the family right. understands mm-hmm. The situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, Linda, this has been so much fun. Um, you know, and and but more importantly, I think it's very beneficial. And you know, like I said at the start, gentlemen, this is important stuff for the women in your lives. So make sure that that you know you are are leading them toward this. But tell us, Linda, for the people who went, okay, I know I have to do this, but now I'm lost. I don't know what to do. How do they contact you and what are the services that you provide? Oh, thanks for asking. So as a financial coach, I help my clients figure out where they are, where they want to be. And like I said, I take them through exercises and put a plan in place Mm -hmm. to to arrive at that. And for some, it might be getting out of debt. For others, it might be learning more about investing. Mm -hmm. And for others, it might be legacy planning. Um, But lindalingo.com, www.lindalingo.com is my website. Mm -hmm. And I have you can contact me. There, um, I have uh, free resources you can pick up and um, you can also read my blogs. They're all free. So take a look at it. I've got a YouTube channel. So if you're more of a listener than a reader, lindalingo.com, look for me on YouTube and LinkedIn and on Instagram. So I have my daughter to thank for this. I am Money Mama Mentor. And we're connected there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So any of those, and like I said, the group coaching is coming up. If you're interested, mm-hmm. book a free call and we'll talk more about that. It's a great opportunity to get educated, to meet other like-minded women, to have that community, and then be able to put it into play mm-hmm. for yourself. Right. I love it. I love it. And again, it's lindalingo.com. Um, very easy. Don't even have to spell it because it's just exactly like you would think it is. Um, so you'll be sure folks to check it out because um, it, it does have so much great information and great resources. Whether you're 20, whether you're 80, you know, be looking at this and be thinking about it um, because it is something that it's it's never too early. And let's be honest, it's right. never too late. You know, you can start thinking about these things. 
Mm-hmm. So Linda, this has been fabulous. And, and I you know hope that, that we can chat again. But until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Well, like I said, don't let your past define your future. Live the life you desire. And in order to do that, you need to own your money, know your life. I love it. Perfect. I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely delightful conversation with Linda Lingo. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.